Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Megan and AJ, and they're a dynamic couple who are business partners, adventure partners, and life partners. They scaled their business and life by being data-driven in everything they do. They figured out how to run their business remotely. I know some of you are chasing that. You want to be on some deserted island somewhere on your laptop making your millions. I got it. These are, this is your power couple here. They've automated most of their life. They keep their bodies fit and healthy. They stay productive and grow their relationship because it's not just about chasing money, right? Real success is about what truly matters. And they do all this while traveling the world and growing their company 2X each year. They co-founded Praxy Metrics, uh, helping companies like yours eliminate waste and make better decisions from your data, resulting in exponential growth. With a team of over 25 data scientists, that's so fancy, and engineers, they are able to provide you with big data insights at a fraction of the cost. The bottom line is you gotta know what's going on in your business. What's the black and white? Then you can make educated and impactful decisions, I believe. You can find them at praxymetrics.com. That's P-R-A-X-I-S metrics.com. Megan and AJ, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps on that intro, would you? Yeah, well, thanks for having us, first of all. And hey, we're having, we're having a lot of fun already, but I just got to say the, the name is Praxis. <laughs> Praxis Metrics. 
Praxi sounds really cool, though. I it, kind of like that. It sounds French. Praxi, yeah, it sounds exotic. Praxi. <laughs> Listen, I told you I was half Greek, so and I just there got back go. from Greece, right? Opa, so that might be blending out. in. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so it's Praxis. Praxismetrics.com. Well, thank cool. you, though. So, yeah, I mean, we absolutely love what we do, and we wanted to build a purposeful business and a profitable business. Purposeful being we first took into consideration our lifestyle blueprint. We wanted to build a business that helped support the life we wanted to live, not just build a business the other way around. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you get to a place of intentionality about that? Because most of us coast through our life and we're in reaction mode and we never create the space or the time to sit with that question. Like, what do I really want? This is what I coach my clients on. How did you guys do that? Well, I think that it, it always, I think this is always the case is kind of the pendulum starts to go and then you evaluate where you are and you're like, oh, I'm off course a little bit. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> and so AJ at the time, he had a really successful marketing agency, um, but he was an expert. He was the smartest man in the room. And so no matter how many people we hired, we couldn't replace him. And mm. so it was one day, it was like a watershed moment where we were in, uh, we, were in we were in Spain, Spain. No, we know. were in Spain. <laughs> it was, remember we, we were like, you know, the time zones are different. It was 10, oh, yeah. 8, 10 PM. We had just had a long day. We're like, oh, and AJ I had really to be didn't on have to be call. on all these calls this late. I want to enjoy this time with my fiance. So, and so we just reflected back and we said, so what, what have we done that got us here? And what are those things keeping us from being there? Yeah. Right. And yep. just, just really defining what we wanted instead and then reverse engineering that back to, well, what would that really take? Right. Mm. Can you give us an example of one thing that was blocking you from getting to where you wanted to go? Um, time freedom. So it was, it was the lack of time freedom. So we had, we had responsibilities to clients being in a certain professional services. We had to be on calls to weekly calls. Right. And when you have, 20 to 30 clients, that's a lot of calls, uh, especially when I had to be on all of them. And so that was a big part is we had built a business model that required me. And I think that's the most important part. We built the business around his knowledge and expertise. And so the hiring and training was, I think, our biggest weakness, right? We Mm -hmm. weren't able to do that transfer knowledge in a way that was efficient enough to scale an organization. And so it was just a an agency built around him with yep. some subordinates, right? I think startup, that's- Startup Nation, is this making sense to you right <laughs> now? Like, are, is this hitting that button in you where you're going, oh crap, that's where I'm at. Trading. That's the goal of this show is to identify, hey, there's a problem, right? And it doesn't mean it's not working, right? You could be right. making a million bucks plus exactly. a year right now, but is it working the way you want it to? Do you have that time freedom that AJ and Megan are talking about? Because after all, you can have all the money you want. I mean, I deal with a lot of very wealthy, you know, clients in my spiritual coaching business, but they're unhappy, right? They got all the money, the cars, the private jet, but they're missing the important things like time with their spouse, time with their children, right? So, so I really love where you guys are going with this. Um, All right. So let's go back in time. And, and I, I, all right, you sat, you had the conversation, you said, man, let's get intentional about this. Mm-hmm. What did it look like um, in the, let's go even further back, in the very beginning, um, 
or uh, maybe the very beginning was after this watershed moment where you, you started out and, and you said, okay, what's step one? What's step two? What's step three about creating an intentional business about around the lifestyle style that you guys want? Great. I'd love to kick it off by going back a few times because what came up for me when you asked that question was um, two books that really influenced me around lifestyle blueprint and being purposeful. I was, I had a magazine at that age in Long Beach. Um, I, I had just read, um, recently read Michael Gerber's uh, E-Myth. And in the E-Myth, there's an entire chapter about creating a blueprint, asking yourself, hey, at your funeral, what do you, who do you want there? What do you want them to say? That kind of thing. So I went through that whole thing a number of times in my life as an entrepreneur. But then I also had read uh, uh, Tim Ferriss's awesome book, Four Hour Work Week, which which really gut checked me in a few ways of like, what was I doing? I was working so hard in my publishing company there and felt like I was spinning, spinning out. So those two things really were what, when we were in Spain was like, all right, I really want to take this seriously and be purposeful about this. We were both kind of um, successful, happy, but like there's other things we want to, to live, the ways we want to live. So we really, over the next number of months, sat down and looked at, what are we really trying to accomplish? Where is the biggest pain point for our clients? And well, and, and for us, and I think that was that, you know, we were trading time for money. Mm -hmm. And so if you want more money, you need to give more time. And that's just an equation at some point that caps out, right? Mm. And, and so by taking a step back and looking at that equation and saying, well, how can we get a multiplier in there? And really multipliers are people. It's other people that can help you work and, and, and a machine that works when you're asleep. Smarter people than us. Right, smarter people <laughs> than us. smarter people. As well as technology that leverages, yep. you know, skill sets to have exponential growth. And then the big one was MRR, monthly recurring revenue. How do we put in one initial effort and have it continually paying us over and over again and let that keep stacking up for exponential growth? Yeah. Those are our three criteria yeah. to be able to give us that lifestyle that we knew we already knew what that was. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so how did you go about building that? And here's what I'm going to ask very specifically, what are your top three tips or strategies that you guys used to hit your first 100 K and pass that once you got intentional about the business you wanted? Hmm. At that point we were past 100 K. Well, but we had to pivot. So we did have to let's pivot. imagine right. that, okay. that that completely stopped. Got it. Like that, that entire works. agency basically died that day. Megan, <laughs> we killed it. <laughs> Megan, thank you for getting where I was going. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going. Because that's your new ground zero. Yeah. Right? Because mm -hmm. now it's the life you want. And, right. and for a lot of uh, you listening right now, maybe you're making, you know, 500000 a year, but you need to start over rebuild with an intentional business. Okay. Great, so great take thought. us through those three steps. So, I mean, so we, we clearly defined what we wanted, how we were going to architect that, what kind of uh, company we were going to build. Um, I'd say the very first thing, then one of the most important things that we've discovered is, you know, people getting the right people or getting the wrong people is either the most expensive mistake that you'll make or it's the most lucrative decision that you'll make. And I think that that was, we, we struggled with that. We hired the wrong people. And, and when you, we think about the bell curve of growth in a business, um, the people who got you in the beginning to the next step might not be the people who get to you to the next step, right? That's right. 
So I think the first 100K was really difficult because we had to, we had to make do with what we had, right? And so we hired some people that were, that were good but not great. And so we started there and just to make ends meet and just to kind of start this company. Um, but what really helped us scale was hiring the better people, those yeah. ones that they know what their worth is and they know their value and investing in them really paid off tenfold. Right. People, people, hiring the right people. And then I'd say um, focusing on the right market. Like who are we here to serve, right? So we already had some marketing clients built in that needed data services. They needed help with their analytics and their tracking. So we kind of knew who that was. We, we figured let's start with what we already have. So what are those resources, assets that can transfer over or are right there, low hanging fruit that we can maximize? And yeah. that was, that was the, the focus part of like, okay, we're going to serve these customers. Let's take these new services. And we had to package all that in a way that was, Hey, we're nowhere new at this, but like, we're going to do our best. We're going to, we're going to give you good results. We're going to promise X and deliver Y. And we went at, went at it with a lot of focus. Mm -hmm. That's the second one. And to, to kind of build on that one, I think that, you know, especially in those days, our mantra was easy and effortless. Mm -hmm. What is easy and effortless? Who, who is the demographic that we can serve right now that is easy to capture, easy to educate, and easy to serve? And let's not go and try and bite off more than we can chew, right? And, let's, and importantly, how do we provide incredible value? Yeah. How do we mm -hmm. over deliver on value, especially in the startup phase? It's you, you got to prove it. You got to get it out there and over deliver not just in your customer service or your words, but like the results. So I'd say that's number three, like really focusing on the, what you're delivering and making sure that it is exceptional yeah. because then reputation precedes you. And that was the springboard to our success really you're was right. that, you know, the first couple of clients that we did work with in this new company, we outperformed they and like, blew their minds yeah. and they were like okay uh yes i'm going to continue working with you and i'm going to tell everyone i know that they should work with you mm. all right startup nation there you have it one two three you might have put in four and five in there you know it got <laughs> a little messy all right but those were really great and and startup nation what i'm taking away from this is clearly define your business blueprint up front. Like, what do you want that to look like? And not just who are the ideal clients you want to work with? What's that thing that lights you up, right? That you want to provide to them as a solution to their very clear pain point, but also, and this is where a lot of you forget this, what is the lifestyle you want for yourself and for your family? And it all has to align. And if it doesn't, it's going to, something's going to break right? Something's going to fall out somewhere. And you may end up just working a miserable job called your business um, and not enjoying your life. And we're only here for a short time. So I really love this. All right, guys. Um, what was the biggest mistake uh, that you made <laughs> after this pivot, after this shift? And, and maybe you can point out each other and be like, well, I know yours. Um, <laughs> right? you're Wait, were you just nodding because you know <laughs> So what was no, the biggest? No, I, th I think we mutually. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. I mean, it's it goes back to that last that last point we made. It was the one thing that helped us catapult, but it was also our biggest mistake. Um, and and again, what you do in the beginning is not what you need to continue doing. So what we did is we were over providing and over serving our clients. Now to give that context, though, we found that out 
later. Years later. Yes. <laughs> so, so are you looking for the mistake that we made up front or is this just the biggest I mean, mistake? I mean, it is the biggest mistake. No, that, that is the biggest mistake. This is a good just, one. Well, just because you became aware of it years later doesn't mean the mistake wasn't happening right, right okay. from day one. Great. So I think, I think that's significant. This was, <laughs> this I mean, this is huge. So yeah, paint us a quick picture of that. Mm -hmm. So we started this company five years ago and uh, the first three years we were successful. Um, we were doing between 10 to 12 clients at any given time, which is great. Um, we were providing wonderful service, wonderful. We had great testimonials. All of our clients were inbound. Um, and so we had it, it was good. Um, however, what happened is, again, after time, you kind of take a look at where you are and you're like, all right, where do we need to be? And let's, let's pivot. And what we realized was after four, three and a half, four years in business, we were operating at like a 3% profit margin mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. not paying ourselves right? Everybody else got paid first. And us as the entrepreneurs were like, well, oh, we'll just, we'll not take that paycheck and reinvest it back into the business. And then after, after that amount of time, we were like, well, when, 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 when will we get paid? <laughs> and we looked back and, and, you know, the saying, the cobbler's kid has no shoes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're a data company. And a lot of times we were working in the business and not on the business. So we took two full weeks and did a deep dive into our own data. We looked at every single client that we had provided service to, every single, um, every single project we'd ever worked on and looked at the patterns, the anomalies, the, you know, the underlying principles that we were really yeah. yielding. And, and, and we were looking for areas of wasted time, energy, or money. Where are we wasting? Where are the holes in the bucket? And right? that found, was kind of that underlying question, which came out after it, it was after a good amount of time digging. Yeah. So I, I do have to, I do have to ask a, a very specific question here, right? Cause my curiosity is just getting the best of me and I'm gonna let it run. Okay. So were you giving too much value to the customers or were you giving the appropriate value to the customers, but not charging enough for it? Um, the uh, second, both. the second, <laughs> both. Basically so, what was happening is we would say, Hey, we're gonna build this for you. We're gonna build this awesome dashboard. It's gonna solve all these projects or problems. It's gonna take us a hundred hours. And then we'd go and we'd start building it and they'd ask for more things. And we're like, yeah, we'll do it. And then it would end up taking us 200 hours. And we would say, you know what? We're not gonna charge them for the extra scope or the extra deliverables because we just want them to use this and love it and be happy. So mm. we would work 200 hours, charge for a hundred hours and write off the rest. So at the end of the year, we realized that we were writing off almost half a million dollars in these extra wow. hours that we were working and they were getting the value for, but they were getting it at half price. So it, it cut out all opportunity for profit. Mm -hmm. And so once we made that discovery, we just made one simple shift in our organization and we said, okay, moving forward, we're just going to cut out the number of hours that we write off. So that was December. By January, we want to write off 75% less than we did before, then 50% left, right? And, we, and by March, we were writing off zero hours. And our customers were not upset with us. They weren't, they, like, we thought there'd be huge blowback. Oh, man, you're charging us twice as much. And they're like, no, this is exactly what it's worth. We just weren't charging. <laughs> we were in the startup mode proving ourselves, and we forgot to check ourselves, look at the data, analyze the day, say, you know what, we're at this point where we need to own where we're at and we're worth every single hour we spend doing this and then some. Mm, start so a nation. Yeah, lesson. that's a big one. Thank you for sharing that mistake. And I'm glad you painted a picture because uh, Startup Nation, you know, many of you are going through this right now. Yep. 
It's like you're not charging for your worth. You're not charging for your value. And, and it's good to over deliver like Megan uh, and AJ are saying, but make sure you're getting paid for it, right? Yeah. Make sure you're not taking a loss and your customer is the only one winning in your relationship. That's problematic and it's not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. So that's key. We're all about value, you know, three ways. All right, so let's shift the, the focus here. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? Hmm. That's a great question. Well, that's why while I you think it, about AJ. it, okay. while you think about it, I've got one. Um, for me, it, it's going back to what we just said, like my justification to not, and, and it's not necessarily making your first million, but make, or making your first 100,000, but paying yourself out your first 100,000. That was my big struggle. Because for me, it was always, okay, well, I, I want to hire that new person to take this off my workload, or I want to do this so that we can provide this new service. And, and so it was always very difficult for me to justify taking money out of the company. Um, but it well, yielded. Go I got to ask Megan, what was the voice in your head or the limiting belief that was making that real for you? I don't know that it was a limiting belief. I believe that it was a belief in the, in the potential of the business that I believe so much that, Hey, if I put in this hundred K into the business, I can turn it into a million. And so I don't know that it was a limiting belief. It was an ego, <laughs> but <laughs> I struggle with that. <laughs> being vulnerable. <laughs> and yeah, being vulnerable. Um, and so paying, pay, justifying, um, taking the money out of the business and, and, and not investing it in was a big, a big issue. Um, but it created secondary problems because then what was happening is I'm paying team members over hundred K a year and I'm not making that. So then I'm like, if they ever let me down, I'm like, they're making more than me and they should be doing twice. Like, and I'm working three times the hours mm -hmm. and all of this. And it became this really big struggle because I was not seeing my own worth. And so I was yes. doing jobs that were way beneath me because I'm the entrepreneur. I need to, you know, pay my dues. So paying myself out was a really big emotional struggle. And, mm -hmm. and, and then once I started, you know, taking the money out, I was like, okay, now, I, now I'm starting to shift my perspective and shift my relationship with my employees because now I value my time more. If I'm taking that money out of the business, then my time needs to be, extremely valuable. Yeah. And let me just speak to this real quick. So Startup Nation, like this is a common problem, what Megan's describing. I'm so glad she's being real and vulnerable about it. And, and so many business owners, they pay their, their employees first. They forget about themselves. They're like, oh, I'll get mine down the road or whatever. Let's just keep building, building, building. But it actually creates or you create your own bitterness um, and resentment in your company and with your team. Well, how's that going to like scale? Do you want to scale bitterness and resentment? That's not a good thing, right? So like really just stepping back with that and being intentional um, in paying yourself, I think is also a good roadmap for yourself. And maybe uh, do similar to what AJ and Megan did um, earlier on um, with uh, uh, ramping down. I, I forgot the actual thing. Sorry about that. But here's what I want to say is, start uh, every single month. Hey, I'm going to pay myself 10% more this month. Right. And then next mm -hmm. month I'm going to pay myself 10% more and slowly ramp up your own income, your own net profit out of the business. And I think that's a good way to do it. What do you guys think? To for totally sure. agree. Totally agree. And one of the a really game changing book for us was profit first. Um, and, and, and honestly, I, I, I was lucky. Megan is so 
so gifted with numbers. She's incredible and she's very disciplined. And so she was actually kind of doing this on her own, which was taking every single piece of income and making sure that it is because we believe in like multiple different bank accounts so that we can put stuff in the right place. And she was really, really amazing at putting profit away for us at first and taxes and all that stuff. So money management is crucial, whether you have $10 of income or you have a hundred thousand or a million or whatever, those are the basics. And she was phenomenal. So once I read that book and I, I'm pretty good with money, but like she was super disciplined. And I think that's a big game changer to get you that hundred K is like, what are you doing with your money? Right now. Mm, so good. So good. I've, I know so many, you know, self-employed business owners and they, their lifestyle uh, is at the same level of their income and they're not putting anything away. And it's yep. literally break even every single month. And some of them, like I would see them do amazing amounts of revenue in a month and they ended up broke by the end of the month. And I'm like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it was just poor money management is what it came down to. Exactly what you're saying, AJ. And energy management too. I think it's like when, when you're bottled up and you haven't paid yourself for a while and then you get that big thing, you're like, I need a release. I deserve this. I want to give myself this thing, yes. but then it's over, over to, it's way overboard. And that's, yeah, that's where they go on the, the shopping spree. Right. And then they buy all the crap they don't need. And then they feel like crap afterwards. Yeah. And they're like, Oh man, I'm gonna have to make it up next month. And then they go back to the grind and hustle. Like what kind of rat wheel is that? Yeah. Not a fun one. Not one we sign up nope. for. <laughs> Amen. Preach. All right, guys. So time moves fast, especially when I have two guests because we got twice the answers, right? Coming at us. Um, so I, I want to shift this into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. Uh, this is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. We're going to do it real quick because there's two of you, um, unless you want to ask answer as one person, you know, because you're a couple and all of that. One mind. <laughs> one mind. Let's see how good you are in answering. Each other. No, I'm kidding. Um, and it's just for fun. So uh, don't make big of it or whatever. But before we go there, Startup Nation, we're speaking with Megan and AJ. And you can find them at praxismetrics.com. Praxismetrics.com. All right, guys. uh, What is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Hmm. Favorite thing about entrepreneur, the, the the creative process of like coming up with the idea and the plan and executing it. Um, being able to work from bed in a robe without a standard, like a dress code. There you go. And that, Megan, you just, that's the freedom printer right there. Yeah. That's what you did. All right. What's your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Working 18 hour days when nobody is watching. <laughs> like, would somebody please pat me on the back and, and tell me how great I am? I just worked 18 hours. <laughs> what are you most afraid of? It is not afraid of anything. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> I'm afraid of um, uh, not feeling secure. Mm. Financially? Financially secure, emotionally secure. That's real. Yep, yeah, that's okay. a good one. Mine? What? Yeah. Uh, just not, not having you around. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I want to do everything with you. I just want to do a group hug right now. Okay. <laughs> what did you guys spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Uh, what way too much time managing expectations. What do you mean? Well, of customers, like, like not that it was negative, but just so much time, um, overseeing too many things in the business, like spending time doing everything as opposed to just the, the ones that were in our strength. Hmm. 
Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Focusing on the most impactful moving yeah. parts in the business. Yeah. I get that. Anything for you, Megan? Or same thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just um, not not spending time where our superpowers are, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we we did all of the roles for a very long time, yep. not not outsourcing those and just investing a little bit upfront in other people. Yep. Yeah, this comes up all of the time on this show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear about people. <laughs> That's <laughs> Megan. Um, I love people, so I don't really have any fears around people. I truly like. I'm the people person. I just. I don't, nothing comes to mind. I outsource the people person to him. <laughs> I'm not a people person. So uh, fear. my fear from people is that they let me down. I have high expectations. I'm a perfectionist and, um, and I, have a, I have some deep rooted issues around people letting me down. <laughs> Got it. And um, this is a very revealing question. And I'm gonna ask you both to come up with an answer and be 100% transparent. Just knowing that this is gonna add value to someone's life. What are you struggling with personally right now? I'm struggling with, um, in fact, I wrote this down in my journal the other day. I'm struggling with, as this business continues to grow and scale, who am I? Who am I to the business? Uh, sometimes that imposter syndrome was coming in. It was like, I'm not the data nerd. I'm not the data scientist type. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a creative and I want to, I want to, there's a certain person I think I can be to this business, but as this is growing and scaling to where we're going, who am I and do I fit in here? What does that look like? I don't know yet. I'm all the way. Got it. Megan? That's a good one. Um, I'm, I'm working on this right now is that I am a natural pessimist. I'm, I'm very much, I always look at the potential negative. AJ is a natural optimist. So, you know, something will happen and he'll be like, oh, the potential upside is amazing. We're going to have X amount of revenue. And I'm like, or we can be bankrupt in 30 days. And, and it's, it's, it's like, I believe it deep in my core. And I can't tell you how many times this year I've said, we're going to be bankrupt. Like anything goes slightly awry and my head goes to the worst possible scenario and outcome all the time. So I'm actively working on that with uh, some coaches. That's when I just bring her wine and cheese. <laughs> exactly. I, ice cream and ice cream is after the wine. So it's cheese, then wine, then ice cream. <laughs> Fantastic. And Megan, you just reminded me, I didn't ask this question. How much gross revenue did you guys do in your business in the past 12 months, approximately? Yeah, yeah we 1.5 million. Yeah. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Really cool. And you're scared of going bankrupt. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm working on it. Like, I'm working on it. Perspective, perspective, people. Okay. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Better hiring skills. Mm, that's exactly right. what I was going to say. Like straight up, straight up being a master at, hi at hiring would. For yep. sure. And to piggyback on that training, just. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, once you got the right people, yeah, once training right them effectively, being the coach as opposed to being the taskmaster. That's a whole different skill set too. For sure. Yeah. And, and don't you find that if you put in the extra time training up front, it just is so much easier on the back end. And, and our mind tells us, oh, do the training real quick. They should get it. And then sometimes we're not clear in our communication. It's on our own darn fault. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Radiant. I'm describing you. No, you're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Radiant. <laughs> um, uh, 
uh, inspiring and clear. Got it. Megan? Uh, Disciplined. (laughs) I won't say pessimistic, but... (laughs) You just did. (laughs) Yeah. Disciplined, uh, realistic. There you go. And I would say, and I don't know. Proud? Oh, yes, and prideful. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. I said proud. (laughs) Proud, whatever. Same thing. Love it. And pick three words to describe who you were um, your first year in business. Scattered. Mm -hmm. Frustrated. Mm. Um, Hopeful. Mm. Megan? Naive. I'd say, I don't know what word, but like undedicated, meaning that I wasn't I wasn't dedicated to putting in the work that it would take. So non-committed. Non-committed. Yeah. And then I would say, um, yeah, just unfocused. Okay, got it. And what's a bad habit you guys want to break? Oh, great question. Um, This is definitely taking longer as a couple. I just want to- Yeah, it is. Just putting that out there. Um, (laughs) Speed it up, people. Come on, hustle. Entrepreneur. It's a a hustle round. uh, uh, we don't have bad habits. So. <laughs> we don't have bad habits. Come on, we really we don't. Are. We're pretty disciplined about it. We but I think it would be, it would be, um, oh, not getting my journaling in the morning. Like making right. sure I do my morning routine more consistently. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Yeah. I can roll to rise. That's yeah, because that's not like a bad habit. <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> missing okay. my morning routine is a bad habit. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And last question: If you could come back to life, look your family and friends in the eye. Give them only one piece of advice, right? Come back to life after you died. Give them one piece of advice. What would you say to them? Love more every day. Love more every day. Megan? <laughs> um, yeah, focus on the things that matter. Mm, focus on the things that matter, Startup Nation. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? Just take a step back and really take time to look at your business, work you know, on the business and not in the business. Look at all of the data that you've got. Look at all of the, the information points because you can make better informed decisions when you take a step back and look at where you've been. And don't cool. forget about that lifestyle blueprint. Yes, mm-hmm. the business plan is important, but your life plan is too. You're a human being. Make sure you take that into account for how you wanna live every single day now, but also into the future. Fantastic. Well done, guys. And what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Uh, we're on, uh, we're on um, Instagram, two traveling trackers, TWO traveling trackers. But the main site, you can come and ask us any questions about data or business. We're at praxismetrics.com. We respond there all the time. Fill, mm-hmm. out, a, fill out a things. You can get a free data strategy session with us. And yeah, that's it. That's the best way to get us. Startup Nation, I'm a reiterate what Megan said because it's so valuable. Focus on the things that matter. And I promise you, it's not the money. Focus on the things that matter. It's the people in your life. That's, that's what it is. It's all about the relationships. Remember, relationships are eternal. Money you can burn. Just putting that out there, right? Okay, guys, thank you so much for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your lives. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. 
Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.